and welcome to episode number 183 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on November the 6th, 2022. My name's Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator. I know that one's shocking for everybody, and a computer geek. As a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during uh, major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. I'm Alan. I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. And I'm Jeff. I am based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. Hello, everybody. I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario. Consider myself a part-time amateur prepper who's constantly trying to better himself. I'm Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner, t-shirt designer, government hater, and part-time prepper. All right, if you want to help uh, support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We've got uh, the Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch available at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, all the proceeds help keep lights on and the backup generator fueled. Uh, you're muted, Brad. Damn it. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we'd love to have your feedback, good or bad, or just a topic you want us to cover. You can email us at prepper, uh, sorry, at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. My well, feedback, yeah. Brad, is you should uh, practice that more. Yeah, yep. no kidding. Maybe another <laughs> drink or two will help. Oh, geez. So we've got some uh, unpracticed and squeezing content for you in this episode. <laughs> We're going to start off with some recent news articles that we'll update you on what we've done for our personal preparedness. Then we're going to get into the main topic, hug a tree. And we're not talking about the octopus type. So in the news, I figured this article would be appropriate for this evening's episode. Uh, Lost Hiker located with the What Three Words app. And this is from October the 4th out of uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, so it just goes to uh, show you the use of that application. And we've talked about it a few times on the, the show already. Uh, but there's a real life scenario that it was used in to locate a uh, lost hiker. And it, uh, awesome. it worked well. Good to hear. Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. I'm, I'm so glad to read about things like that. It makes me uh, unbelievably happy. Yeah. yeah. And I've got one uh, that's not going to make people happy. Um, New Brunswick uh, diesel prices have risen to over $3 a liter. Uh, on Saturday night alone, their diesel price went up 68.4 cents a liter. So right now, wow. some of the stations in New Brunswick are at $3.07 a liter. Um, there's been a lot of rumor. I haven't seen a lot of it, but that even up and down the east coast of the United States, that there's actually shortages of diesel fuel. So, um, yeah, buckle up. Uh, I think we're going to see, uh, I think we're going to see well over $2 a liter for gas in Ontario in the not too distant future. Yikes. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not good. Well, I know Friday, I fueled up in the afternoon. It was 239.9 east end of Ottawa. Good thing I don't pay for the fuel. Yikes. Yeah, there was there was one guy they uh, they interviewed, and he he filled up his truck in, in New Brunswick. He has an 800-liter tank, so he said it was $2,400. The last time he gassed up, it was uh, $1,600. So it was a $600 difference in and fuel and that was over a course of just four days holy moly that's <laughs> yeah that's not good yeah some of those tanks are uh, pretty damn big on some of those trucks i think you said yeah, 800 um, liters that's just gonna drive the price of everything up right everything comes by truck that's that, every that's truck runs what on i was diesel. gonna say is it's that's ju they're just gonna pass the uh the increase on to the consumer so yeah so here's a here's a good one for you for transportation and trucks I think, Pierre, I don't think you should be included in this because you might still remember the answer to this. Yeah, everything, probably. Everything comes in a truck. There are only two things that I'm aware of that you can purchase in this world that do not come on a truck. Hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Depends yeah. on where they're coming from, I guess. And we just lost our PG rating. Yep. <laughs> and I'll just check off the explicit rating for this episode already. <laughs> I try, guys. I try. I'm not gonna lie. I try, but I fail often. Every episode you come out on, I just check the box off automatically. <laughs> It's I had an fun. argument years ago with three guys in a restaurant that were pissed that there was a truck blocking the uh, the parking lot. I went over and explained to them that there are only two things that I'm aware of that don't come on a truck. I said, if you can if you can figure them out, I'll pay for your meal. For you three guys having a meal, I'm eating alone. If you guys can't figure it out, you're paying for mine. I got a free meal. They asked me <laughs> afterwards, what are the two things that don't come on a truck? Sex and real estate. I wasn't entirely wrong. You were not. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I suppose one could come on a truck, but. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> it depends. Wow. Five minutes in and we're already in the gutter. <laughs> uh, you got a news article, Pierre? Yeah. So um, thankfully, apparently we're going to start saving a lot, at least for living in Ontario. You'll start seeing a little bit of uh, saving on your electrical so yeah. yes thank god the government came about and said we're going to revamp the winter plan and everything for on peak off peak they're modifying it a little bit and giving you a little bit of a break so they're going to raise prices on uh your cucumbers but th you'll also save a few cents on your uh, thing but it's kind of good to see that they're modifying a little bit i mean it's just keep getting them to start doing less and less and i think it would go a lot better but mm -hmm. interesting article to read it's got a bunch of stuff and yeah that that's that's actually not not something new they i'm not saying they do it all the time every winter but yeah. um i know last winter my bill went down a little bit for uh they dropped the price a little bit and then of course as soon as the warm weather started and they were thinking about air conditioners it went up even higher than it was before. So you really yeah. didn't gain anything, but yeah. And it's, uh, it goes in there that, uh, they have the application where you can get up to a thousand dollars paid off depending on your income and everything, which I'm sure is being used a little bit more now with the price of everything going up and they're praising that they've helped so many people, you know, and everything. But I mean, that thousand uh, dollars, they're saying they've assisted 873 people in the month, uh, in a few months but i'm like oh let's say that's a thousand dollars each you know that's eight hundred seventy three thousand dollars it's got to come yeah. somewhere right hold, but, on, uh, hold on are you suggesting money doesn't grow on trees that's for are you suggesting the government doesn't just print money i mean if they print it why do i have to pay income tax Oh, we are not starting this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. I just, want, I just wanted to see who would take the bait. Wrong, wrong night, guys. I'm, wrong night. Yeah, 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 I know. That's, 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 <laughs> that, that's That is tomorrow. But uh, yeah, just to see, you know, hey, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're on electric heating and everything, you know, you do get a bit of a break. Um, it is just that time of year. But good to see that, uh, see if the rates have fluctuated since last year and everything. And you can hopefully plan. A little bit better. Yep. I, I mean, no. Depends if your kids are stuck at home because schools are on strike. That you might be using uh, heat on the on peak a little bit more than normal, but it is what it is. You're just trying yeah, but, to start a rant tonight, aren't you? I, but like you said earlier, Pierre, do we get the tax money back because the kids aren't in school this week because the that, teachers that's strike? Tomorrow. That's it. See, it, that wasn't tomorrow. me. That was him. <laughs> Monday. Monday. Wrong CPP. Monday. Monday oh, crap. Okay. Tomorrow. <laughs> Put that on the calendar tomorrow. Yes. All but, right. uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Uh, let's bring it back around to, uh, the preparedness CPP and, uh, talk about what we've, what we've done lately for preps. Work, work, work. Mm -hmm. That was Monday and Tuesday and then work again, work, uh, work, work, a little bit of yard cleanup yesterday. And then tomorrow's work again. Oh, there you go. That's it. Uh, it seems to be the common theme. I did uh, yard work as well and uh, did some food prep. Ah, well, this is going to be real shocking. Yard work here as well. So I got the backyard almost done. The fence is built now, so that's nice. good. And nice. it's all together and it's good to go. We'll, we'll find out how, uh, how it lasts for the winter. But uh, so far it looks like a fence. It's level. And uh, yeah, 
uh, got out with Jeff and uh, did a quick uh, Parks on the Air activation. So we got uh, 75 contacts in the uh, the logbook, all mostly, actually pretty much all of them from uh, uh, US, uh, a couple of Canadian stations in there as well. And uh, just some more Morse code practice, because why not add that to the pile of things to learn? Now I really have to hit the explicit button. I can't believe you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did some fuel rotation, did a little bit of vehicle maintenance, getting the homestead button down for winter, so doing a little bit and doing the, the yard work. Um, topped up the pantry cupboard a little bit this weekend, um, changed the clocks, right? The, the time changed this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I took that opportunity to check my smoke alarms and replace the batteries, check my CO alarms, replace the batteries. No. Why, yeah. why would, why is that, that so important? Does that count? <laughs> because CO is bad, Pierre. Does it count as a prep for you though? Yes. That's always. just your, your daily... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. if, if Ian can claim CGN deals as part of his prep, <laughs> then I can claim CO. Checking my CO. Aren't you one and the same, though? You're one and the same. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering if that counted towards the clock uh, for mentioning CO. I think so. No, but that's yeah. actually not a bad way of programming a way of... It's an easy way to remember when you've changed them. Yep. It's also the it's also the uh, it's also the time I go around and I um, um, spray all my locks with lubricant and give give them a little tune up every year so that I know my doors are going to close properly and nothing gets uh, nothing dries out. Just like your engine, you've got you know inside your locks is metal on metal rubbing and with a little bit of lubricant it doesn't uh, it doesn't last all that long. So oh, fair enough. I use um, a silicone based lubricant. Please avoid WD forty. Uh, yeah, piss. I like yeah. I like uh, I like the three in one brand silicone, but um, I've also used Jigaloo pretty uh, pretty effectively. Yeah, yeah. that's everything for me. Um, we got some fruit prep, a little bit of a uh, food stock got in the house, organized, packaged, put away from the grocery store. Uh, had a busy work week and a busy weekend as well with uh, a trip that we took for celebration of life, so we didn't get too too much, but. Uh, Still working on the camper because, well, it's huge and everything, but it's almost ready to get parked there. We're parking it this week, hopefully. Fingers crossed the weather stays the way it does, and then that'll be ready for winter storage for the big celebration next year. Countdown. How many on. days? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> With that, how about we move into the main topic? I was going to have a co-presenter here, but he uh, bailed on us at the last minute. So, uh, were... Ian? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Ian didn't bail at the last minute. He bailed like a month ago. <laughs> this is fair enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're talking today about uh, Hug a Tree and Survive. So Hug a Tree is the kind of entry-level, um, kind of geared towards kids version of the Adventure Smart program. And the Adventure Smart program is, um, well, it was started back in, I want to say the early 80s. Um, there was a man tracker by the name of Ab Taylor. He works, he's a um, border, border Patrol. Well, he's passed now, but he was Border Patrol uh, down in the southern U.S. And a lot of what he did was finding lost people. And as a result, he kind of came up with a program that would help make finding people easier. Um, that's broken out into a lot of kind of more adventure-specific things. But the general thing is hug a tree and survive. And the idea behind that is if you are lost, and especially with kids, we find when, they're, when they get lost, they tend to wander or they panic and they try and go back the way they came. And, of course, they're never going in the right direction. And it makes them much harder to find. Whereas if you just stay put and let people come to you, as it, then things are going to go better for you. And all of the Adventure Smart programs, whether it's Hug a Tree or whether it's um, uh, the Canoe Smart or the Camp Smart or the Hike Smart or whatever, um, all of those programs are based on the three Ts. Uh, so we, we, run, we, run, we run everything based on the three Ts, which is first T is training. So know how to do what you're going to do. So if you are going to go canoeing or camping or kayaking or hiking or hunting, whatever, get some training and be knowledgeable in the tasks that you have to accomplish for that adventure that you're going on. 
The second T is trip planning. Know where you're going, where you're going to go, what you're going to do. This includes filing a trip plan with someone else. So if you're going to be out in the woods and you're going to follow a specific route, ideally you will have or cover a specific area, maybe if you're hunting, then somebody knows where you are at least approximately or where you should be. And that gives a search team the ability, like the, that gives them some place to start when, when the time comes to go find you. Um, this is a great time to make sure that you have your What Three Words app up on your phones. We talked about that earlier and I think we had an email about it last week um, so what three words will give you a you know within what is it three square meters uh, will yep, yep. we'll broadcast your geographic location anywhere in the world um, this is another another great time another great tool to use is Caltopo so if you're using Caltopo it's another great app I think we've talked about it before on on previous episodes on some some wayfinding episodes but um, with Caltopo I can have my my app going on my phone and if I've shared that that trip with somebody, then they can actually see where I am. So as long as we're in cell phone range, you can see at least, you know, again, within a few meters where I am. Uh, and it's a highly effective tool. We use uh, we use the, the SAR topo version uh, in, in training on a regular basis. And it gives us the ability to see kind of where everybody on the team is and what their progress is. And even if you lose contact, right, even if you lose your, your cell signal drops, at least, again, you know an approximate direction of travel, you know you know the last point seen. Um, it helps advance the uh, it helps advance the search rather rather well. Um, so making sure that you have a good uh, a good trip plan and a well organized plan. As if you don't know where you're going, then you're never going to get there, and you're more likely That's to get lost point. and turn around in the woods. Uh, and then the third T is taking the essentials. This is the cool stuff. Uh, plan, planning for your trip as well as the emergencies that could happen, right? So a couple of episodes we talked about hunting. And so making sure that you have all the things you need for your hunting trip is great, but also planning to spend a night in the woods. Always plan to spend a night in the woods. If you are, if you're going out and you're going to be, go you're going to be off road, expect to get lost and expect to have to be out there for a little while. You know, right now in, here in southern Ontario, it's 20 degrees and maybe it's a little bit windy, but the sun is, you know, the sun's going to come out tomorrow and it's not that bad. So what I would take for this would be, you know, maybe a, maybe an emergency blanket, maybe an extra layer of clothes, some food, some water, um, always a whistle so you can whistle for help. Um, you know, the, those, those little basics, something to start fire with, right? And we've talked about those kits on... Uh, on, a, on a consistent basis, um, but I'm sure we're going to dive into a little bit deeper here because we all love talking about kit. Uh, but you know, the the worse the weather gets, the more the rougher the terrain gets, the um, the harder the harder it snows, whatever. Then you're going to have to change. You're going to have to change what those essentials are. Um, also, if you're planning to be somewhere where it's going to take three or four days for somebody to either find you or to get to you if once you once they discover you're missing, uh, sorry to know whether you're missing, and then to get to you whether once they discover you're missing, right? If it's going to take some time for that, then you'll want to you'll want to have a different a different type of kit set up. So, um, I would never consider leaving my leaving my my vehicle and going off road without at least um, at least my fanny pack that has a first aid kit in it and has at least three ways to start fires and. Uh, and a space blanket and a whistle and uh, something to keep me warm, something to keep me warm and dry, uh, and probably a deck of cards. Because one thing that uh, that doesn't get talked about a lot is like once you've got your your yourself set up for the night, um, it's really tough to sleep in the woods. Um, you know, propped up against a tree in a in a really difficult uh, in really difficult austere terrain, and, and you're lost and you're you're unhappy. Um, Time goes by a little bit faster if you've got something to do. Um, that, you know. The deck of cards is great for playing solitaire because yeah, yep. if you're if you're messing up, somebody's going to show up behind you and tell you what you missed. Exactly, one hundred percent. Right. right. Um, the other thing, the other thing to do, another another good plan is if you are if you are lost in the woods, if you get turned around, you're not sure where you are, um, just start talking about politics, and someone will come up and correct you. Uh, there you go. That's another. <laughs> but, um, but all of those, but all of those things, right? Like you. We're expecting, so somebody has to know that you're missing. Yep. If somebody doesn't know that you're missing, then they're not going to come looking for you. If nobody's coming to look for you, then it doesn't matter how long you're, how long you're out there. 
you're not going to you're not going to be rescued. So if somebody if somebody knows you're missing because you have a, you have a trip plan and you had a plan to contact them, um, you miss it. You miss a call in. You miss two call ins. Whatever your whatever your plan is, then somebody set somebody sends up the flares and says, you know, we need to call. You know, we need to get this uh, get a rescue plan together. Um, Right. If nobody if nobody knows that if nobody knows that you that you're out there uh, or where you are, then it becomes much harder to find you. Uh, so that, that is a really important thing, right? Tell somebody where you're going, right? Yeah. I intend to get to this point. I'm going to take this. You know, I intend to take this trail. We're going to take this point, and um, and turn and uh, you know, and if I and, and then I'm going to turn around here and come back, and I expect this to take four hours I expect this to take three days I expect this to take a week whatever um, and you know we can check in at whatever whatever waypoints and if I miss a check-in then at least you know at some point approximately where I should be uh, and that gives us you know that gives us a lot to work on a, a lot to work with right as you know as, the, as a search and rescue team um, so that is that's important and then expect you know i'm going to be i'm going to be out here in the night i think i've talked about this before right i got separated from my scout troop when i was you know 10 years old and it was because my my scout leader like my scout master was um he was a, a survival instructor at the with the military right he made sure that we had our gear um it was an uncomfortable night but it was just you know i knew that somebody was coming for me in the morning and as a result i was okay I was, you know, I was a little chilly, but I wasn't dehydrated. I wasn't terribly hungry. I just, I was uncomfortable. Um, the difference between I'm a little bit uncomfortable and I'm in a desperate situation is the stuff you have on your back. So you gear that to your terrain, and off you, and you're and, and you're ready to go, right? Go, then go have your adventure and go do your go do your fun thing, but you know make sure that you know do it in a way that you've got a backup if somebody's uh you know if, if something goes wrong because something's gonna go wrong at some point if there wasn't then we wouldn't have search and rescue teams and we wouldn't have helicopters and we wouldn't have tracking dogs and right you know the law wouldn't apply. Yeah, exactly yeah right we know that this is going to happen right even the you know the best the best intentions out there um doesn't uh, you know they don't they don't they don't take into account you know a sudden a sudden weather shift right like yep. uh if you're out in the if you're out in the mountains weather can come in and change on you in minutes, right? I mean, if you're in Southern Ontario, it's usually not as extreme, but it's still inconvenient. Um, but that can be like, oh, I'm, I'm on kind of an open edge. All of a sudden, I found a muddy spot. Now I'm down at the bottom, and I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how to get back up. I don't have, I don't have the means. But somebody knows approximately where I am, and I can call for help, right? Yep. I think it's a really good point you brought up about just telling people where you're going and where you're going to hoping to get to. I don't think a lot of people really get in the habit of doing that, right? They'll, they'll say, yeah, you know what, I'm heading out, I'm going for a walk or I'm going for a hike or I'm going for a canoe trip or, or whatever. And then they just kind of cap it at that because they don't want to get into uh, any more details. They don't feel it's necessary because as far as they're concerned, they're coming back in an hour or two, right? But if you can make it a habit whenever you're going out to do something, even if it's something you continuously do, if you're going to take a quick change in it or you're going to do something different, just let somebody know who's stayed behind. You know, I'm going, I'm starting at point A. I anticipate showing up at point B or returning to point A within X amount of time. And here's the route I anticipate taking. That way somebody else knows. And it, it feels funny the first couple of times that you do it because you think you're over telling people what you're doing and why do they care where I'm going and what road I'm taking and such. But if you get into one of those situations where all of a sudden, uh oh, I'm, I'm stuck here or something's happened, you're going to be thankful you took those, you know, 10, 15 seconds to explain a little bit more in depth where you anticipate going and where you anticipate showing up. Just, it may feel silly, but at the end of the day, if you get back and you get to your location, that's 99% of the time what is going to happen. And yeah, it's, you know, you didn't have to tell anybody at the, at the end of the day, but that one time Absolutely. that you're out there all of a sudden you're going to be thanking yourself for, cause it gives, uh, as Alan mentioned a few times, it gives uh, first responders a spot to start looking, which just helps shorten down the amount of time it takes to actually find you. Cause if not, it's, uh, it's already a needle in a haystack, but it's an even bigger haystack of, if, uh, if you're not sure even where to start looking or what haystack to look in. And I was going to say, if you're, if you're out there and you're going to a new area or, or you're kind of you know, maybe you've been there, but you're still unfamiliar with it. Um, take a roll of flag tape with you. 
mm-hmm. and uh, flag the branches as you move. Uh, that way, if you, yeah. you do get turned around or, or, or something happens, uh, if, if at worst case scenario, the first responders will find your vehicle, they'll see the, the flagged route, and then they'll just start following it, and hopefully it will lead them right to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring, just bring be, lots of trail tape. Yeah. Be yeah. A good, just be a good, you know, be a good citizen, though, and, like, pick your trail tape up on the way back. Like, don't be of a, course. don't be a dick but <laughs> but yes absolutely right especially uh, and make sure if you're if you're going to flag your trail and make sure that you can see the flag before you right if you, before you lose sight of it that's where you're going to you're going to tie your next yep. flag and then you know again that means that I'm you know if if we're the if the search and rescue team is coming to find you they're you know probably within 50 meters of you by the time they lose your trail right so that's you know that's an excellent point especially if you're not uh um if you're if you're not familiar with the area, right? And uh, Denny makes a, makes kind of a similar point, right? He says his dad always uh, told him to check the back trail, which means look behind you because it never looks the same going back. Absolutely true, right? So if you can pick a landmark, right? And if you if you're not sure because it all looks the same, that's a great that's a great place to have that trail tape. Um, and then he actually made another point, right? If you're uh, if you're going to put a deck of cards in your in your kit, um, there are, there are decks of cards out there that have survival tips and stuff on them. So that's um, that's fun too. Not a bad, uh, not a bad thing. Um, that's two for one right there. Rapid survival. Um, but if you can do that, uh, check out Rapid Survival. If yeah. he doesn't have them yet, he will soon. It's not something I carry, but uh, it is a great idea, and I'm going to look into it. I'm making a note now because I like that. That's good. Like I said, it's yeah. kind of a two for one. It's entertainment, but it also gives you some information because uh, you might not be, uh, you know, thinking exactly straight when you realize, uh oh, I'm lost. I'm spending the, the night out in the woods. And yeah. having something written down with some quick tips is actually a really good idea. You know, it, like it's it, it's funny. I've had this. I've had this this little SAS survival guide. You know, the the the, the two by three inch version that's about a, that's about two inches thick. I've had that book since I was in grade seven, anyways. Right. So we're going back, going back, getting close to thirty years, and like it still comes with me in my in my backpack every time I go out, every time I go out in the woods, every time I go on a trail. Um, I'm, I think I've memorized it by now. I, you know, I used to I used to read that cover to cover just be, just for fun, um, but it's you know, and it's you know, every once in a while, I'll just I'll crack it open and I'll find a skill and I'll practice with it uh, because you know, you check your kit, right? It's one thing. It's one thing to have the knowledge. It's quite another thing to actually put those skills into use. Um, but it's uh, you know that that little book. It doesn't take up any space. It's about the size of a deck of cards, um, and it's just literally jam packed with information that. Uh, um, that will make your day better if, uh, if things go badly. Yeah, and it's and yeah, just flagging tape. Uh, use even a couple of different colors of flagging tape is not a bad idea. Um, and uh, yeah, if you, you know, if you've got a GPS, mark your waypoints. Yep. If you have a, uh, if you have a, uh, a spot, right, make sure that the mm-hmm. make sure that it's, you know, it's charged before you go. Um, and then yeah, making you know having those essentials, right? Have have some water with you. Have a have a backup means to get more water, whether that's your whether that's your Sawyer, your life straw. Or, I was gonna say since know, Ian's not here, let's just say life straw. <laughs> well and and you know, it, 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 it really doesn't matter. I mean, I know Ian Ian despises life straws, but I think it's yep. because I, I think I think it's because they're too big for his dainty hands. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> but oh, but well like, it, whatever, well whatever, you know, whatever, whatever tool, whatever tool works for you, right? Um, exactly. My 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 fire my fire starting kit, right? I love it. It's uh, it's a, um, a pill bottle that I jam packed with uh, cotton balls covered in Vaseline, and then I wrap the outside with uh, about thirty feet of duct tape, and then I've got, you know, I've got lighters, I've got matches, I've got you know, flint, um, like ferro rods, because those are, you know, it, it's gonna. It gives me it gives me options. Um, I've always got a little magnesium bar with uh, with steel. Uh, never ever would I consider going out into the woods without thirty feet of duct tape and a couple of knives. Um, but that's uh, yeah. you know that, that's that's you know that kit is going to be unique to you and unique to your situation, right? Yeah. There there are places where you know ounces equal pounds, right? If you're if you're in this, you know, that ser- like serious mountain climbing, right? There, you're 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 paring down to the absolute minimum, but I still wouldn't, you still wouldn't find me without the ability to make a fire, uh, unless I was going to be up above the tree line, at which point, you know, I'm not going to carry, I'm not going to carry fuel for a fire, but uh, I still probably would have at least a lighter matches on me. 
Yeah, like you said, it all boils down to individual preference and and depending on your environment, where you're going and, and what you plan on doing um, during whatever trip it is you're going on. But uh, yeah, carrying some some basic stuff with you, no matter where you go, just makes sense. And uh, it all gets back down to well, pretty much every other episode that we've uh, talked about where we talk about testing your gear, making sure it works and making sure you have a plan. It's yep. kind of just boils down to that. And yep. I, I love my little twig stove. Um, I've got a twig stove and a little uh, little kettle. I, you know, I can boil water with it in a couple of minutes. You know, it nice. doesn't take a ton of, it doesn't take a big fire um, to create warmth. Um, I also, again, I wouldn't consider going out without, um, you know, without a tube of Dex4 tabs, right? Like the glucose tabs, just to keep give myself yep. a little bit of energy. And hot chocolate, especially in the winter, right? Hot chocolate powder. Um, hot chocolate is a little is, bit is of peanut of butter a, whiskey, and we're good to go. Yeah, there you go. But, <laughs> uh, I, I, I often I often teach in my in my first aid classes, right? Hot chocolate is kind of the the perfect um, the perfect thing to help somebody who is. Uh, in the early stages of hypothermia, because it not only adds warmth, so you're you're stopping mm-hmm. the stopping the cold, but it also adds heat or it also adds calories, which gives you more ability to shiver. So it gives you more ability to generate your own heat. Um, so those are you know, that's it's uh, it's it's kind of one of those one of those perfect things. Um, as much as we Good you know point. we joke about we joke about adding the peanut butter whiskey to it, but you should you know the caveat is you should absolutely avoid alcohol. Yeah, um, of course. It, it will it will mess with your body's ability to regulate temperature, yep. um, and you know as we get into winter, right? There's still plenty of hiking days left in the year, and some of mm-hmm. us don't stop for the don't stop over the winter. You know, if you're snowmobiling, whatever, um, you know, keep the keep the the same rules in mind as we've as we've talked about before, right? You, um, clean, open, loose, and dry is your is your friend for clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, layers, 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 and those uh, those space blankets are great for preventing heat loss. Uh, as long as you have some heat left in you, they're great. And then hot packs, like instant hot packs, are mm-hmm. um, you know they are they're an absolute godsend. You know, I all I, I keep you know I've had cases of them. Um, I take them out when I go search when I go on searches. I take them when I you know when I take the kids to the hockey rink because they're <laughs> they're outside in the they're outside on the on the you know, on the rink in the winter, like on the, the outdoor rink in the winter, and I'm standing on the standing on the edge with just being cold. Um, throw those in your uh, throw a couple of those in your armpits, and everything's uh, um, everything gets a little toasty. Bit better. Yep, <laughs> everything gets a little bit better. Uh, Another thing to add into your kit because I know normally we talk about kind of mixing into a crowd and not drawing attention to yourself, but we want the complete opposite in a scenario like this, where you're trying to be found some form of a reflective vest. You can get uh, ones that aren't, won't take up a lot of space and are pretty light. Something that just kind of makes you obviously there and stand out, uh, makes it easier yep. for um, responders to find you as well. But oh, I know we always talk about mixing in. in so yeah, orange too. Something bright, some kind orange of bright, orange. vibrant yep. color that's going to just make you stand right out to somebody looking for you. Um, yep, definitely something you want to have on, in your kit as well. And one of the one of the big challenges of of you know of being lost in the woods, right? Where you're going to make yourself a little shelter, right? You want to get yourself up off the ground, insulated from the ground. You want to keep yourself kind of contained, uh, which is great for keeping you alive and keeping you warm. Really, really difficult for you to be found. Yep. So that's another another excellent use for that orange flagging tape, right? You make your shelter. It is, um, you know, you're 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 hunkered down. You're you've got some insulation from the outside world. Um, throw as much tape around it as you can to make yourself make yourself visible. And if you hear voices, if you think somebody's nearby, start blowing that whistle. Yep. Right. Yeah. The Fox Forty is the Fox Forty is kind of the 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 uh, the gold That'll standard. That'll get attention. In, yep. Gold standard in whistles, right? They're they're pretty. Oh, yeah. uh, they're they're pr- they're pretty readily available. They're they're cheap. Um, buy one that's in a nice bright color, so that when you drop it in the leaves, you can find it. Yep. Um, don't ask me. <laughs> don't how just I buy one, one. Buy two. Yep. Yep. Two is one. <laughs> one is none. Uh, yep. Yeah. Or twenty-seven. Um, yep. This is probably the, can, the that's one can place. That's can yeah. Hold on. So, <laughs> so so another thing, right? If you don't want if you don't want to leave flagging tape, right? Because it's mm-hmm. a little you know it, you know it's a little little obnoxious. I mean, you could just drop can openers like breadcrumbs. Along yeah, the trail, pick them up on the way Because then Brad's back. gonna, yeah, Brad's gonna find you like instantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got a sniffer for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, in all seriousness, you you would generally not put canned food into a bag 
right? You, or you generally would put canned food into a bag and not bring the can with you because it's lighter. Um, but if I am boiling, you know, if I, if I don't have any other cooking vessel, then, you know, a, a tin can is actually probably not a bad thing to have with me. Uh, I can open no, the can, uh, open the can, cook my food in it, and then just eat right out of it. So that's probably, you know, something to, something to uh, consider as well. So we're 10 minutes and 57 seconds, roughly, for uh, CO mentioning this episode, and we're about 34 <laughs> minutes and 52 seconds in for can openers. Not bad, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> the Worst Kyle another, I know, right? <laughs> and the one thing I was going to just kind of mention, and we've, we've talked about it, is, you know, taking that 15 seconds uh, to tell somebody where you're going. Yeah, don't get complacent. Don't think, you know what, I've walked that trail 25 times. I'm not going to have a problem. I'm not going to that's the time you're going to trip over something. You're going to hurt yourself. And you're going to be in a position where you can't extract yourself or get back out and you're going to need somebody to help you. So, you know, yep. take that 15 seconds and make sure that somebody knows where you're going. And if you tell them that's where you're going, don't decide to, you know, the, the, the joke of the, the, the day is squirrel and go that way and run off that way and, <laughs> and get lost. Right. Because now you're not where you told that person you were going. Yep, it's a good yeah. point. I mean, we have we have a we have a um, a friend group right where we, where we you know we have a rule that no matter where we're going, we tell each other so that if you don't get there, if I don't hear from you, at least I know where to start looking. And if I know you know yep. where you were and where you were going, then it should be a reasonably straight line between them to find it. Oh, hey, we're just going down to the local you know just going down to the local conservation area for a hike. You know, even if it's you know, even if it's a you know a fifty a fifty square kilometer conservation area, right? That's a big area to search. Yep. But it's still bigger than the entirety of the province of Ontario. Smaller, right? Smaller. Yep. Yes, still smaller. <laughs> um, it's it's still it's still not. I have no idea where to start looking for this person. Yeah, it's it's all about having somewhere to start. Like I said, it, it's better to know what hay pile to look for the needle in. Yeah. Than having to guess and look at tons and tons and tons. Right. Yep. Uh, and all and of this runs. A, and I was going to say, it may may not be a bad idea in your in your kit to carry a compass. Oh yeah, a compass is only good if you know how to use it, though. This is true. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Are you suggesting that we use our gear and practice with it and know how to use it before <laughs> actually needing it in an emergency situation? Hey, hey, hey don't read my oh. notes. <laughs> don't read my notes for this. You don't get to steal those. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Holy. So, Pierre, I noticed you have some notes in here. What do you have to say about this? <laughs> um, one of them was actually testing skills close to home. So, if you live semi-sort of not in town, but maybe close enough to a wilderness place that you want to go, figuring out how to get there without a GPS. Um, Wait a minute, is then, that a thing? Yes. So, two things, right? <laughs> map and compass. Take a map of your area. Learn how to use a compass. Say, I want to go here. The map will give you what those coordinates are and then see if they match up with the GPS. And if they're way off, don't be afraid to look for courses or people that can help you kind of fine tune those a little bit better, you know, somewhere close to home compared to driving an hour saying, I'm going to go on a hunting trip. I can find my way around where I live, but putting yourself in a different area might be completely different. And, you know, nobody wants to look for like the beginner course of map and compass and orientation, but in, these scenarios, they might be pretty good. I mean, most times when I'll go for a crazy walk, I go hunting. Or when I'm really far away from home, I go hunting. There's a bunch of hunting apps out that you can actually share with someone or have them sign in. And you can put, so if I go scouting, I can say, oh, I found something here, whether it was shedding, you know, someone looking, or uh, trees, scrapes, you know, excrement scrap. Uh, scat on the ground or whatever so you can get a general idea of like hey this is the area i'm gonna be around and if someone else has that location they can say hey this is the general area of where he was going hunting um if you listen to the cybersecurity episode and you don't have any apps because they're all horrible ideas uh, download one of them <laughs> and i mean your location will be tracked anyways 
right? So, um, I'm surprised yeah, you still have the internet. Yeah. So you know, but yeah, anybody um, that took that episode seriously is no longer watching us. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're 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 waiting for uh, Eric to translate into Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there's a like I know uh, what's one of the apps that uh, it is um, Snapchat. You can actually share your location or have that option of share location. And like, so if someone else has it, I can just hit that. It'll tell me where they are as long as they have cell reception. Which it would also no tell surprise. a whole bunch of other people, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know why you have friends, but it might be good for like, you know, one, two people to have it. <laughs> um, but a bunch of stuff like that. So, you know, practicing those things close to home where that if you do get lost, you know, you're within a one hour radius of where you live. Compared to like, well, I'm 10 hours from where I live and I literally have no clue where I am. Um, but yeah, not being afraid to go look for courses. I mean, you know, there's a there, there's a point where people realize that I don't know everything. And there's until that point, nobody wants mm -hmm. to ask for help or look for anything, right? Yep. Look up YouTube videos. Yep. They'll at least point you in the right direction and just test those skills out. Go find a forest not too far. Don't drive more than a half hour. Bring the tape with you. Practice your map, compass. Bring a GPS that'll give you, you know, the actual coordinates, and then you can check that on the map and be like, "Am I way off?" I'm like, "I was only off by 20 feet. That's pretty good." Or 20 yards, or 20 meters, right? Compared to, I'm off by like six kilometers, and I only walked two, you know, 20 minutes. Like, how is that possible? So, yeah, doing that, practice, practice, and letting people know. Unfortunately. You gotta have I think we've all apparently. experienced where we've tried to look something up on Google Maps and found that mm -hmm. the address is really off. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. I had a delivery once. It was, uh, what was it, uh, two kilometers off a road where it said that that was where the address was. There was no roads around it, whatnot. That really pissed me off. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's still the, the, the fact that technology is not perfect and Mm -hmm. I agree with Pierre there. If you think you're going to go to that bush to go hunting or something, drive over to it with your your GPS and your map and compass and whatnot and see what's going on and figure out if it's right or not. Yep. And then yeah, tell and, somebody and, you, you went there and then go have fun. Uh, yeah, and and I think Pierre said it too. Don't, don't trust the GPS. I mean, how many times have you heard people, you know, they're driving and, the, their their Garmin or whatever tells them to take a right turn and they take a right turn and next thing they know they're on some logging road in the middle of nowhere yeah. or the train um, tracks. Yep. 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 Right. And also, um, I've had it before with work that you know I'm trying to get to a customer's place to go fix equipment, mm -hmm. and they've asked me, "Are you using Google yep. Maps or Apple or iPhone, whatever?" Because the address they have to give you are different depending on which system. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm in that boat for my place. Oh, really? yeah, right. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's not, I don't know how common it is, but I've had it happen a few times where the guy's like, what are you using? I mean, what are you talking about? I'm using GPS. It's like, are you using Google or something else? Because I have to give you two different addresses for some reason. I mean, they're not crazy off, but he's like, they will be way off depending on yep. what you have. So, you know, if you get, small things saying, Hey, this is my GPS or this is the ping I dropped. Um, oh, actually that's another thing. You can drop pins on maps. So if you find a spot, drop a pin, you know, if you don't want to pay for the apps, cause they can be a little pricey, but you in an area that has good cell reception, you can drop pins at a bunch of stuff. And then when you can go home, expand that, and then you kind of give yourself a grid, share that with people, but saying which, which one you're using, because apparently GPSs are different, even though they're, Global is it? Yeah, yeah. It's global, but not universal. Yes. Yeah. So very good way of saying that. And and I don't understand that, and I'd like to know a little bit more, but I'm sure. I don't know. I'll probably have to turn notifications off and discount the internet thanks to cybersecurity. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad that episode freaked you up here. What is yeah. I'm sure it freaked a few people out, but oh yeah, and and I mean it's no shocker, right? Like no, it, it's it, no. I mean it shouldn't be, but right, but it's just yeah, it is. Just but, spelled uh, it out for everybody. 
Yeah, you ju- you just connected the dots. I already knew were there. <laughs> I just didn't have the number pattern to make the dinosaur. <laughs> I'm surprised you came back tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of one more note on uh, yep. flagging tape. If you're going to do that, put it kind of at eye level. Hang mm-hmm. it on a branch so that you know it's kind of visible, right? It's 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 in the way. It's obnoxious so that you don't lose it in the in the bush. Um, also, if it's on one side of a tree or another, you might be able to see it from one direction but not the other. So it's another skill to practice point. while you're out. Uh, while you're out doing things, uh, it's, another, it's another skill to practice, uh, just so you can find your way back uh, wherever so, you may, so wherever you may point, find yourself. You put, so at that point, would you put it on both sides of the tree? Is what you're saying? No, I'd put it on a branch that that I could see from both directions. Okay. So I, I what if I somehow? Move. No, but what if somehow you turned out that you thought you were walking straight, but you went way left, and now you're at a spot where you can't see it on the branch because. You know, like you're thinking walking a straight line. Yeah, like, I'm thinking like walking. You you're walking. You're following a trail, right? If I'm following a trail, um, I'm probably going in. You know, not necessarily a straight line, but I'm I'm going in a, in a direction that I can reasonably see. And you know, every you know ten, you know twenty or thirty paces, I'm going to turn back and look and make sure I can still see that thing, right? Okay. And if I can't, then I'm going to backtrack to a place where I can and put another put another flag out. Okay. Yeah. You just have a lot of trust in general people. Darius has got a good point there. Yep. Yeah. I was just I was just going to say I, uh, Darius beat me to it, right? He said make sure it has a 6 or 8 <laughs> inch tail. Oh, that's a different different point you're different one. Yeah, the one um, the but the one at the bottom I think is the one that we were looking at. Um, I was I was just going to say like I cut I cut them about the you know, I I, I snapped them off about the length of my uh, about the length of my forearm, right? So I'll hold it in my hand. Bring it up to my elbow and snap it, tie it so that it's got you know it's got some some length to it, um, and that I find is you know it's good to catch in the breeze. It's going to move. It makes it more visible. Um, the more visible it is, the more likely I am to see it on the way back. Yeah, nice. and or somebody, somebody else to be able like to follow me. It. Yep. And I mean, if there are that many if there are that many people around that they're going to take down my flagging tape, then I'm probably not in a situation where I uh, where I need to be rescued. Frankly, <laughs> or where I need where I need somebody to be able to find me specifically, right? Somebody will be able to direct them. Yeah. And Darius has another good point in the live chat. Uh, the Alberta Hunter Education uh, Online has a, a free video course that just covers the basics of map and compass work, and he says it's pretty good. So people who don't have uh, some extra money kicking around to take a uh, an official in person course or anything like that could check that out for uh, just a free resource to get used to some orienteering. Absolutely, it's a great. Uh, it's a great point. I'm, um, you know, there's a YouTube for everything, right? Yep. Just make sure yep. it's a reputable source. Yep. Usually, usually, I, when I when I learn something on YouTube, I try and make sure that two or three people are saying the same thing, and then I figure it's pretty close to accurate. That, that's yep. what I tell people. I'm like, watch more than one video, and if mm-hmm. they're consistent, start there. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's like asking for directions, right? If, if uh, I'll, I'll never ask just one person for directions. Fair enough. I asked two or three, and I wait. And I, you know, make sure that they're that they're all giving me approximately the same thing. Hold on, you ask for directions. I haven't in a lot of years, but <laughs> <laughs> the rule still applies. What what is this asking for directions you speak of? <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to, but it's because I only go to the same six places. Well, there you go. And everybody knows where you're going and when you're leaving and when you expect to get there, right? Yep, exactly. Well, then you're pretty predictable. Yeah. (laughs) And all my locations are on, so. (laughs) Buddy, do I have an episode for you? (laughs) (laughs) Even if they weren't, I'm still in probably one of six places, so. (laughs) Anybody on the panel have anything else to add to uh, this evening's topic? Oh, the, only, the only thing I can say from my, my previous employment is, um, and, and Alan's mentioned it, but it needs to be mentioned again and again and again and again. Once you've made contact with emergency services or you've you've had some way for people to get your general location, hug that tree and don't move. I don't know how many times, you know, we, we went out on a, or the people I worked for, went out on a search and went to 
that specific point and their next comment was well they're not here and then yep. where do you go from there they don't know where to go yep. so that's and frankly point. by the time by the time the police get to that location they've probably destroyed all the all the traces that we could use to, to track that person um and not I, i'm that's not that's not a dig against the police that's just like if you know by the time you decide to start tracking it's usually too late to start tracking yep 100 um, percent. and so it's it's um that's why yeah once once you get to that place you've contacted somebody you know somebody's coming to look for you stay put um that is the, the that is the, the the number one takeaway um staying still is the the only uh um the only smart thing to do because if you know your way out then don't bother calling for help because then people are just going to come and try and find you and you're going to end up you know you're gonna end up part of your own search party is what has happened before but um you know if uh yeah if once once you know somebody's coming to look for you stay still and make yourself visible and make yourself loud um make a fire so that we can see we can see the smoke during the day and the flame at night right all of those things mm -hmm. yep awesome all right well i think we've covered off all the basics for uh, the tonight's topic uh, so we'll move into uh, the podcast challenge so for uh, your challenge for this episode is get a pack together that you can carry with you when you do go out on uh, whatever hike or canoe trip that you're going to go on and get used to telling people where you're going, uh, how you're going to get there, and when you expect to be back, because people just don't tend to do that. So that is your challenge for this episode. Uh, upcoming events is uh, blank. Got nothing going on right now, so nothing for you there. But we do uh, have a weather blurb from Jeff. All right. So uh, there was a pretty significant uh, tornado outbreak Friday in uh, the south U.S., east uh the east side of Dallas and Texas over towards Oklahoma and Arkansas. Uh, very reminiscent of uh, December of last year, the tornado outbreak they had, not quite as bad, but uh, fairly significant. Uh, so far, uh, only two people have been reported deceased, but there are still lots of people missing. There's lots of damage. A um, couple of small towns were basically wiped off the map. Um, and just to show how quickly these things pop up, uh, this wasn't even on the radar last Sunday when I did my blurb. There was no talk of it at all. Uh, it started gaining traction on Tuesday when people started noticing some changes in the atmosphere and that. And by Thursday, it was like, yeah, this is coming and it's going to be bad. And uh, and it was bad. So, you know, I, I know I keep harping on it, but pay attention to the weather around you. It can change from day to day. Um there is a uh, potential for a tropical storm to develop in the Atlantic uh, and it uh, may very well target the east coast of Florida later this week or next weekend. Uh, there's some dispute about it, whether it may become a hurricane or not, but at least if nothing else, if it's a tropical storm, you still into a whole bunch of rain and, and some fairly strong winds and a little bit of storm surge. So uh, keep an eye on that. I put a link in. Uh, for a Twitter, for a guy I follow that's uh, pretty good up on that kind of stuff. Um, and winter has arrived in Western Canada, and it will be moving, obviously, east and going around. Um, there's uh, one of our uh, chat members lives in Calgary, and he said right now it's minus 17 and they've got a foot of snow. So whether that will last or not doesn't matter. You need to be prepared you know, we've, we've touched on it on other uh, podcasts. Make sure your vehicles are ready. You've got your equipment in there. And uh, so that's all I got for now. All right. Well, let's move into some shout outs. See, we got a few on the list here. Oh, Alan. I, <laughs> I thought I was muted and then I wasn't, so I didn't start talking. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ottawa Search and Rescue Team, uh, they're in the running for a contest. They'll get them a new vehicle, so I wish them the best of luck. Um, give them a quick Google, and I'm not sure if the voting has closed or not. If it hasn't, uh, I would really appreciate if everyone could go vote for them. They're pretty, uh, pretty awesome. And then the London Search and Rescue Team are holding their winter fundraising auction starting in the next couple of weeks. Again, if you throw a quick Google search in there. Uh, it's mostly run on Facebook, I believe, but you can uh, um, 
check out some pretty cool donated items there and uh, help help out a couple of a uh, couple of teams that come out and find you when you sit and hug a tree. Awesome. A uh, quick shout out to our new Patreon, uh, Tyrell. Appreciate you uh, supporting the show and, and helping us keep things running here. And Go, we've, we've got an email and it is probably the nerdiest email we have received uh, <laughs> for the podcast. Uh, just hearing, was, the, hearing the joy in Eric's voice know, when he was right? talking about this, it was just <laughs> unbelievable. So it did come to the regular feedback at prepperpodcast.ca address as well, but it also landed in my WinLink uh, inbox. So it came in via HF uh, ham radio, which is just fantastic. <laughs> so it reads, uh, Hey folks, I listened to you on the uh, Overcast app in the Northeast US. Uh, I like to think of myself as a practical prepper using my outdoor skills and willingness to learn basic skills. Uh, about 15 years ago, an ice storm gave me a kick in the pants to get up my game. Uh, having been a Boy Scout and now a leader for my son's troop, I take the be prepared motto to heart. Uh, I really enjoy the show, although I admit I sometimes need to look some things up to get the cultural meaning. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, 73 from Kevin. So appreciate the email for uh, those non uh, ham radio types. Uh, 73 is a code used in ham radio for just best wishes and uh, or best regards. But, uh, yeah, appreciate the, uh, the email, Kevin. And uh, just fantastic that it came in via wind link. Yeah. You made my night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, I will bring uh, episode number 183 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out, uh, submit a review. It does help other people find us. You're muted, Alan. I sure am. <laughs> uh, we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube, Unmuting Moments and All. If you want an early peek at the, at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. You can contact me directly at Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. And if you want, you can uh, reach me at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or I am frequently on the Discord chat. Brad, it's just mute night tonight, isn't it? <laughs> oh, whoever's in the notes, I'm watching you as you're disappearing everything. I'm like, who? oh, yeah, okay, they're not here. They're not here. Not even paying attention. Ian, who's Ian? Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. Who's he? Uh, anybody wants to reach out, um, bradcpp at gmail.com. I am thankfully not muted. Um, off the wall customizing, <laughs> uh, TikTok, Instagram, a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, I'm occasionally on Discord, not as much as I would like to. Or uh, tomorrow night, you can get a sneaker peek on the other CPP Patriot podcast. Um, where I'm less friendly and politically correct as tonight, where we talk about <laughs> why I hate government. <laughs> All right, you can check out uh, Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can uh, get me there on the live chat. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, uh, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. Hey, I wasn't muted. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs>